0: Welcome to the Power of Love Show, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love Show, sponsored by the D.D. Jackson Foundation. I am T.J. Jackson, and with me is my brother, Todd Jackson. I'm assuming I'm pretty much in the microwave right now yeah. You are. Uh but it's okay uh cuz you may be listening to us on a podcast so the visuals won't be affected for you at all. Um uh, but for those of you who are watching us live on Facebook and YouTube, I do want to say thank you guys for joining us uh for being part of today's new episode. We have a wonderful episode, no guests today, but we have a great educational episode which is important for us as we are part of the D.D. Jackson Foundation, where we focus on loss, grief, um, disappointment, and failure, and we try to help you guys get through through all those difficult moments in life. So um, saying all that, we are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we like to think we have learned from it. So we like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you get through whatever it is you are going through. But if you need professional help, if you feel you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Please, everyone, do not just rely on us. Taj Jackson, how are you, man? Yes.
1: Doing well, T. Doing well.
0: Doing well? Yeah. Anything exciting in your prior – by the way, that's a cool poster uh, behind you of Uncle Michael.
1: I love that poster. Yeah. It's not really I, officially I, up yet, but I had to show it off. Uh, I've, actually, I've
0: it. never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never seen it.
1: Someone was selling it on Twitter, like a limited amount. And so I was one of the people that purchased it.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. how, how have you been, Taj? How was your week?
1: Good. You know, just been pretty much quarantining. You know, we got, we had a positive test in one of our home tests for um, for COVID for the mm-hmm. bid and um that we just been kind of being responsible in that way but we just took the i think it's pcr or whatever test yes yesterday mm-hmm. or yeah the rapid so we, or
0: oh no the the pcr the one that would yeah take time. yeah
1: so i'll know more about that but yeah our we weren't didn't hit us that hard okay. taylor more than anything taylor kind of got the ringer of it and then everyone else didn't hit as hard but yeah that's pretty much been kind of our adventure
0: Okay. Yeah. You, you, as you know, I, I had it three weeks ago. Uh I feel pretty much a hundred percent. This time, I had no loss of taste or no loss, no loss of smell, which has, which was cool. You know, I, I so it felt like this time was a little bit easier. I will say this: my eyes had, were burning a bit more um mm. in the past, and still feel like they're burning. So I don't know if it's a fatigue thing, but. Uh COVID is not fun, you guys. So do whatever you no. can to protect yourself from getting it. Um, you don't want it. So, but like I said, I, I overall feel very, very good myself. So I'm I'm just blessed and thankful that because I know a yeah. lot of people who 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 haven't been able to come out of it uh as, as, as lucky, you know, yeah. as lucky. So, yeah. anyways, we will get right into it. Nothing exciting in my week, so I think we should just go into the show. Um, on today's episode of The Power of Love Show, we are going to break down an article that is called wow. Addressing Chronic Avoidance of Grief, written by Litsa of What's Your Grief. What's Your Grief is an incredible wealth of resources for grief content and offers many grief-related articles. You can find them by visiting their website. It is www.whatsyourgrief.com or following them on social media at What's Your Grief. Let me see if I have a banner of their stuff, and I do not. But anyways, it's spelled, as you would think, dot com. Okay, so when you are grieving, every person, place, or thing connected with your loss takes on the risk of reminding you of something painful. And in the early days of grief, reminders are everywhere. Not only are they around you, but they're inside, in your thoughts and memories. Sometimes it seems you can't even make it through a few hours without feeling punched in the gut by grief. So in these early days, avoidance behavior starts to make a lot of sense. It's okay to take some control over where and when you deal with your grief if you can. You don't have to give in to your emotions every time grief comes calling. As long as you take time in grief on your own terms and don't avoid all reminders always you're doing okay however Mm -hmm. if you attempt to avoid all reminders it might begin to create other troubles for you some signs that avoidance might be a problem include isolating yourself from important people places and things using substance to avoid feeling or thinking increased sense of anxiety worry or rumination Efforts to avoid all reminders like people, places, objects, and memories. So with that said, let's dive into this article to learn 10 tips to stop avoiding your grief. Now, Taj, I know uh, visually I'm back in the microwave, but I I just wanted your take on on avoiding grief. Um, Our situation was a bit different in relation to Uncle Michael. Even now, you know, I'd, I'd never seen the picture uh, of Uncle, that picture specific picture. I wasn't expecting to see that picture, but it reminds me of him. And you know obviously the loss of Uncle Mike will always be tough for me and you know it's something that I get reminded of every day, whether it's a picture, uh-huh. whether it's a song, whether it's a, you know an article, whether it's a visual, a dance move. you know I actually was at a volleyball tournament a couple of days ago and some kid while they was waiting for the other team to come on the court, just started doing the moonwalk, and it was like it's just incredible, you know. Yeah. It, probably, probably an eleven-year-old kid. But my point is, those are reminders of my loss and of all of our loss, and we all we all feel it in times. What is your take on that, Taj? How do you handle like reminders in that way uh, of loss? Do you do you struggle with that? Uh, are you do you kind of flip it and see it as a positive thing? Do you, what happens to you when you'll see a, a reminder?
1: Uh, it really depends on my mood. Most of the time I, it's appreciative. Like I I like reminders in that way. I, I never try and look at it in the negative in that way, whether it's a song that comes on or a video or someone doing the moonwalk or whatever, when it comes to uncle Michael, it's just appreciation. I, I it reminds me, it, usually brings me to a a moment that I had with him or we had with him, you know, something funny or whatever in that way. Um, So it's always a good thing in that way. I I, I mentioned before though, that I really haven't watched the three stooges as much um, Mm. since uncle Michael passed, because that was something that we used to do with him all the time. Mm. And so I don't know psychologically why that reason is I've said in the past, like it's because I'm waiting for that day where, I really need to see them and like, remember, be reminded, but it's just an interesting thing. Cause I haven't, I mean, I'm, you know, me too. I was the hugest three stooges fan in that way huh? stuff, yeah. you know, um, statues and everything everywhere in that way. But watching them is something that I haven't really been able to do as much in general. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. They're, I mean, I guess it all depends and,
0: you I, know, I, I wonder if you're not watching the Stooges. I know because, you know, you, especially you, Todd, because you're a big Stooges fan, and that was a big connection you had with Uncle Michael was the Stoog- your love for the Stooges. Um, But I wonder if you don't watch it as much because that's something you can control, whereas the sight or sound of Uncle Michael is something we can't control. So it's one hmm. of those things where, like, we have to embrace or see the positive side of it. Do you what? Do you, yeah. what's your what's your response to that? I don't know
1: because because it's weird with the Three Stooges. It would be a great memory. Like anything that I like watching them, I know I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be happy, and just because of it's like an old friend as well in terms of connecting with it. So it's I I do in some way think it's me waiting for a rainy day, like a bad day or something, in case that happens where I need that connectiveness. But um, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, maybe it's because I can control the scenario or whatever. But yeah, I mean, Uncle Michael plays everywhere. So, you know, his his music plays everywhere.
0: So uh, Teresa says, I have a big problem with rumination. I just can't stop replaying things in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I know rumination is not a word that many of us are aware of, the the definition. So I actually looked up the definition. And it is a deep or considered thought about something. So um you know, it, it's it's a real thing. I think, you know, I think time helps. Um, I think, ten, you know, in the first several years, incredibly difficult for me, you know, and, and with my mother, you know, in ways, oh. in, in obvious ways, it was even more challenging. I think with Uncle Michael, we had to kind of be forced to be accepting of the situation because yeah. it was all around us. It was our now our new reality with mom it was like there was random reminders that can catch you off guard, um, whether you run into someone that knew her or someone that shares a story or you got an email, you know, and it still happens. So mm-hmm. it, it's different feelings, but it's something that I will say with some time, at least the, the shock and the the sadness does seem to to wane um clarissa says it has been really tough for me being sight smell sound facebook or fb memory and it hurts so bad but i truly need to remind myself that my daughter is no longer hurting on this earth that we face daily um you know it's Mm -hmm. it's tough and everyone's situation is different and everyone's uh, road and and journey through the process is different um clarissa our love is with you our warmth and hugs are with you um, we can't imagine what you are going through. Um, we hope we have been some type of source of help for you. Um, we've seen you in the community for many, many months now. And, um, you know, I, I just hope we're, we're providing some, some, some help, some, some strength for you.
1: Yeah. I, I always try and just, whether it's mom or uncle Michael or whoever, in a way I, um, when it comes to the grieving, I know you have to go through your own process and all that stuff, but I try to remind myself because I'm my worst enemy at times and I could beat myself up, but I know that's not what they would want, you know, in that way. And I always think about that. Like they, they wouldn't want you sad or, or uh, grieving in, in that way. That's, how I, that, well, that's what I tell myself in, 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 in a way because I could be my worst enemy. I've, I've been like that since I was a kid. And baseball yeah. and stuff if i struck out i was like harder on myself than anyone else was in that way and so I, it's a constant reminder don't be so tough on yourself in, in that way and so i've kind of taken the opposite approach and i celebrate them as much as i can
0: um lola chan lala chan network says dealing with my mom's death it hurts i miss her a lot um and sequoia says i feel you clarissa with losing my sister those Facebook memories always give mm. me. But sometimes it be in a positive way. That's something I haven't experienced. Uh, Sequoia is is the Facebook memories because Uncle Michael obviously didn't have one, and Facebook wasn't around when my mother passed. But I can only imagine how difficult that would be when you see when you uh, get
1: I, brought back surprisingly I, to a moment. Yeah, you know.
0: I, I I I don't know. That would be tough for me. So I, I feel I feel you guys, and I feel for you. Um, Antoinette asked, do you guys think one side of grief is when it comes to the loss of someone? Does some of the grieving comes from the fact we can never physically see them again, and we're afraid of moving on and feel guilty when we do move on without them being present. So, <clears throat> Todd, do you want to answer a bit, or do you want me to respond first? Well, I definitely we, think We that, need like... to get onto the 10 tips, but yeah, still,
1: yeah. But definitely, I think that the fact that you feel like you're not going to see them again is something that is extremely hard physically see them again in that way. You, you know, that's a that's a tough pill to swallow in general, especially if it's so, someone that you're extremely close to and you've seen them all the time. Are you used to that physical closeness in that way? So, yeah, I mean, that was one of the hardest things with mom was not being able to just talk to her, you know, in general and you know, that parental stuff.
0: Uh, Lana says chronic grief can rob us of so much joy for so long and avoiding it is worse because we can be triggered by the simplest thing. So we really need to face it and get help if needed. Um, yeah, I, I've never felt, I mean, maybe I was in a different situation, but I've never felt really guilty. Um, you know, uh, I've never felt that that guilt that I've heard about. Um, yeah, that, that many do, which which is a whole nother. Layer. Maybe lucky, that's yeah. why. I've, yeah, maybe exactly, Taj. Maybe that's why I've been able to handle it better than, you know, than a lot have. So with that said, you guys, let's get into the 10 steps again. This is from uh, What's Your Grief? And we could visit their site, com or on Instagram. It's at What's Your Grief? But here's the 10 steps, 10 tips to avoiding your grief. Number one, remember that hard emotions are hard, but they aren't bad or dangerous. It is okay to cry and yell and scream. Remind yourself that it feels excruciating, but you will survive the feelings and you are safe. The more you allow yourself tolerate the distress of hard feelings, the more practiced you become. The emotions are still just as heavy, but actually feeling them is the first step towards slowly getting stronger and better able to carry them. So we have to remember that hard emotions are hard, but they aren't necessarily bad. Uh, Any input you want to add to that, Taj?
1: No. Not really. I would move. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I have a comment about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's important to know, you know, just to remember that you're going to go through all these sources of, of emotions and, Don't judge yourself when you go through these emotions. Um, You know, it's part of the process, and as part of your process. So, and if you don't get, don't feel ever feel the need to just scream. Nothing. It's not something's not wrong with you. It's just a different different journey that you are choosing to take. The key is whatever it is you you feel is what's gonna you need to do. You know, provided it's legal and not gonna harm others, it's okay to do it. I think that's super super important. Yeah. There's no, Uh, there's no
1: rule book.
0: There's no rule book. And, and oftentimes we, you know, we never discuss or talk about grief until it happens to us. And that's one thing I love about the power of love show. We, we get, we try to get out in front. Um, But I think when people first experience a loss, they now all of a sudden want to figure out what's the process. How do I deal with this? And truthfully, there's not a specific set of rules for you. And that's important to remember and to know. Uh, number two, drop. Did you want to say something, Todd Jackson?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not one size fits all.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, number two, drop the self judgment. Sometimes avoidance happens because of the pain of the motion themselves, but sometimes there is an added layer of pressure that we put on ourselves through judgment, saying things to ourselves like. It is wrong to feel this way. I should be dealing with this better. This shouldn't be so hard or I should be over this by now. Remember, there is no timeline for grief and there are no should haves Emotions aren't bad, good or bad. They just are. Whatever feelings come up, try to just notice them from a place of curiosity, awareness and non-judgment. Um, I mean, self-explanatory again, the, the, we're just going over 10 tips to stop avoiding your grief, avoiding your grief guys could be dangerous because if you just avoid your grief and just put it to the side and just say, I'll worry about it later, or, I'll deal with it at a later point. It's going to always rear its ugly head at some point in your life. It's, it's part of it's, this is now your story. So we have to figure a way to not only accept it, but to grow from it and, and to, to understand that. And if you're avoiding your grief, you're not going to be able to move on the best way you can. Um, Number three, learn how to self-soothe. Self-soothing is just what it sounds like. Calming and comforting yourself when you are feeling difficult or uncomfortable things. If you're going to change some of those chronic avoidance patterns and feel difficult feelings, knowing the ways to take care of yourself is important. Charge, is there any ways that you self-soothe yourself?
1: Um, Yeah, I think we discussed it in other episodes in general. For me, um, I've realized that nostalgia is my strength in that way of self-soothing. I go back to a time that whether it's a TV show or or a song or something that brings back a good emotion, is usually brings me to a place where I can combat a negative feeling that i'm having or a painful feeling that i'm having um, it, it usually snaps me right but that's i've been very lucky in that way with this with the self soothing but yeah nostalgia is is like a secret weapon for me in that way and and um because there has been obviously times in my life where things have been better than obviously other times in my life and so if i can go back to that moment and just enjoy it for what it is at that point then it kind of snaps me back and then i can go back to what the reality is
0: yeah um for me tarja i i try to my self-soothing would be just connecting with nature getting out Mm -hmm. listening to soft classical jazz music um Mm. just light stuff just slowing myself down and just accepting with where i'm at and trying to connect with the world um That seems to be work for me pretty well. Um, And Michael Jackson fan says, I remember seeing a Jackson's Next Generation episode where Todd comforted uh, Catherine. I think I remember that Uh, in in Grandma's kitchen, uh, she was crying about Mom. If I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was a tough episode in that way because, you know, Grandma thought of Mom as her daughter in that way. And she would always tell us that off camera in any, any scenario, but she was very vulnerable in that, in that, in that episode in, in that way, because she did. And mom loved her like a mother in that. And so it was, that was a pretty hard
0: episode. Uh, Clarissa comes back with uh, an important comment. I learned respecting each person's process is so important. That Mm -hmm. is true. You guys, um, it's so important to not judge anyone with how they are grieving. Uh, you know, you may not think they're grieving, um, but everyone is different. Not everyone is gonna cry uh, the same amount of tears or even cry um, on a loss. Some people are are just different and it's important to not pre you know not judge them, to understand, but we still should always show them love and, and at least do our part in, in letting them know you are there for them if you need them. Um, that's super yeah. important. Um, we have a super chat, too, that we should highlight, which is from Constantine, uh, who says, thanks for helping. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for awareness. Thank you, Constantine, for supporting uh, DDJF. Um, Taj, number four. We Let me change this. So number four is identify what you're avoiding and your avoidance t- tactics. So if you're going to cut back on your avoidance and start feeling those grief feelings, the first step is identifying what and how you're avoiding. Remember, this isn't about seizing all avoidance, but it is about increasing an awareness of your avoidance. So you can cut back in the places you want to or need to while embracing moderate avoidance for some temporary grief relief. Sometimes you know exactly when and how you're avoiding. Sometimes it can be sneaky Consider this list is, is, uh, considering this list might be a good place to start. So there is a list. Uh, Let me pull it up for you guys. Where did it go? Here we go. So this is going to be, let me clean this up a bit. But here's a couple of avoidance behaviors in grief and what they could look like. It's, of course, isolating yourself from people, places, and things that remind the world is still uh, turning without your loved one. Uh, working all the time. Number two, working all the time and staying incredibly busy to avoid thinking or feeling. Uh, number three, taking care of kids, family, or friends to avoid acknowledging or tending to your own grief. Number four, using excessive TV, sleeping, alcohol, or other substance to avoid thinking or feeling. Number five, steering. I uh, thank you froze, T fascinating tasks that remind you of the loss, uh, no matter how much you know they need to be done. And number seven, excessive rumination or excessive worrying. So these are things that if you feel like you find.
1: See, I don't know if you're freezing or if I'm freezing, but someone's freezing.
0: I think it's probably me. But I'm I'm hopeful that everyone can still hear. No, but um, there are
1: points where you look like you
0: where I was f- frozen out, pots. huh? Well, yeah, okay. okay. Well, we, we, you, we, we will be sharing, I guess we'll do a, an Instagram plug. We will be sharing these 10 um or 7, I'm sorry, seven avoidance behaviors in grief and what they look like. Um okay, we'll continue moving on. This is challenging because the internet's not cooperating. But uh, number five, ease in when introducing yourself to places or things you've been avoiding. So um, if you haven't dared to open your husband's closet since he died, jumping in to sort sorting through everything might feel impossible. If you added 20 extra minutes to your commute to avoid passing your son's former high school, the idea of resuming the old route might cause your entire body to freeze up. Consider breaking things like this down into tiny steps. And if it feels right, enlisting support from others. Invite a supporting friend in over and make a plan to simply open one drawer and see how it goes. Be open and prepared for tears. If it is too much, take a break. Maybe you're not even near ready to drive past the school. And that is okay. Can you bring it up on Google Maps Street View and just look at it on your screen to start? Uh, Once you've done that a few times over a few weeks and started tolerating the feeling of seeing the building, can you ask someone else to drive you past the school while you're in the passenger seat? Eventually, can you build up to walking past it? Then, eventually, driving with your friend as a passenger. It's okay to start small. I think that's super important. And again, it's it's um, it's all real stuff. You know, oftentimes when we lose a loved one, we're gonna pass important landmarks. You know, there's you know we lived uh the house we lived on when my mother passed you know i had to pass very close by it on my way to school the, the you know within a couple of weeks for the rest of the school year um these are all real things that that you have to kind of allow yourself to get through and and to be able to deal with and again, I think the important thing that everyone needs to remember is that it's okay to do it on your time and it's okay to do it in steps. It's okay to 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 take off, you know, to take one bite at a time. You don't have to force yourself to just go right in. Utilize your friends, utilize your family that's there to support you. It's all okay. Uh, Todd Jackson, anything you want to say to add to it?
1: No, I think I think it's very important that we're all on our own time schedule. And- and when it comes to, to grieving in that way, the three of us, we dealt with it completely different, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we were under the same household and roof. And I would have assumed if someone would have told me earlier about us dealing with grief that we would have dealt with it exactly the same because we grew up the same, but we didn't at all. And so I, w- I would say, you know, obviously don't beat yourself up, but also, Give the person some space as well, in terms of I shouldn't say space, some time, in terms of because it's not like oh, well that happened so long ago. It's for everyone else. It's different. It could be completely different. It could take weeks, months, years, decades for certain people, and it all depends. Doesn't doesn't mean it's right or wrong.
0: Yeah, and this is a, this is a, an important time, and I, I don't think we've done this um specific topic before. But like Soleil says, thank you for talking about avoiding places because it's not something that is talked about. It's not, but it's a real no. thing. When you when you lose someone, there's certain things that just remind you of them. And and you know it's it's an important, important concept to understand that you're gonna have to go through these things, you know. So um I'm happy we are doing this show. Patty says how long did you live in that house? We Todd, what was it like five years? We lived in it. And then after our mother passed, we pretty much didn't live in there anymore. You know, we, yeah. we, moved, we moved pretty much right away um, into, uh, was it Grandma's? I don't know. Yeah, we went to Havenhurst right yeah. after. So um, that, 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 I didn't mess up that answer, right, Taj? That's all correct.
1: I think it was, I don't know how many years it was, honestly.
0: Was it like four years then?
1: No, it was longer than four.
0: So it was probably five. Okay. Okay. Um, number six is check yourself for toxic positivity or spiritual bypass. Um, sometimes we get messages that we need to use the power of positive thinking or our faith in a higher power to think. Our way out of difficult things if you've ever thought you just needed to manifest a better mindset or increase your faith to cure those tough grief emotions you may want to read more about these sneaky forms of avoidance don't get us wrong mindset is important and faith can be a great comfort but both exist alongside grief they aren't alternatives to grieving it's very important Uh, number seven schedule time for grief i've never done this have you tosh now, right? Uh, part of the problem is that grief can come up out of nowhere at the worst times. Sometimes the reason our brains become so good at compartmentalizing, I hate saying that word, um, grief uh, emotions is because of that fear. We worry the feelings will knock us down at the most inopportune times. This is exactly why scheduling time is so valuable. Every week, find time to journal, take a walk where you just think and cry or sit with your grief emotions in some other way. This gives you a safe time to feel, process, express, yell, scream, cry, laugh, and generally practice getting more comfortable with those hard feelings. When feelings come up unexpectedly at unopportune times, give yourself permission to feel them anyway. If that isn't possible, notice the emotion coming up. Say to yourself, all right, this is a lot, this is a lot, and I'm in the middle of a work meeting but I'm going to make a mental note to come back to it tomorrow morning when I'm journaling. This can allow some sense of control without simply stuffing the emotion and never coming back to it. Again, I think this is a great tip, uh, a great piece of advice. I never really schedule time for grief, but for those who may be really struggling with your grief, I, I think it's a great thing to do. And I love the idea of having some type of a journal where you, you know, because grief and sad, um, Mental pictures can pop up whenever. They can pop up when you least experience it, and being able to uh, put it aside uh, for the scheduled time of grieving uh, could be very helpful. Because we, what we don't want to do, is put it aside and never come back to it, because it's just going to come back and come back and come back. We have to learn to deal with it and and really um, digest and um, really just understand what we're what we're feeling uh Taji, you good is there anything you want me to keep it going
1: yeah yeah i never really scheduled time for grief so okay yeah. well, um just...
0: number number eight work with the therapist and again you guys these are 10 tips to help you to stop avoiding your grief so if you're wondering what are we talking about? Here are 10 just tips to help you get through that because we do not want to avoid grief if we're living and experiencing grief. Number eight is work with a therapist. Sometimes scheduling grief on your own just doesn't cut it. Either you don't hold yourself to it or the emotions feel too overwhelming and scary to process on your own. Either or both of these are wonderful reasons to start working with a grief therapist. This gives you external accountability for creating the space to feel your feelings. It also gives you some added support and an added prompting to explore some of the feelings that might very well most be the triggering avoidance. So uh, Taj, you never did therapy or anything, right?
1: N- not for um, loss. Yeah. Um of whether it was mom or uncle Michael or anything like that. No, I was always worried TJ because the hard thing is growing up in this family, it's like the trust aspect of it, of telling someone that you don't know problems, you know, was something that I think we missed out on a lot in that way, because there was a trust issue in terms of whatever we said could, could wind up in the papers or, uh, or certain things like that. So we, I learned at an early age not to open up to I shouldn't say strangers but even professionals it's just cuz I just didn't trust them. No. Yeah. Um I know I missed out on a lot doing that but that's why I think I think therapists are extremely important in that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's you know m- m- me as well. I've never had to uh deal with um I shouldn't say deal with, I never had to, I never felt the need to go to a therapist. I don't know, I honestly feel my therapist was my dog. You know, I Mm -hmm. I was able to have conversations and I think that's the key with therapists, you know, is to be able to go to someone, in my case, an animal that was able to not, that where I didn't feel like I'd be judged or, you know, I didn't have to worry about them sharing it with someone else or, or talking about what I had just told them. And, you know, I had some amazing moments with an animal that helped me get through the grieving of losing my mother at a young age. And that's something that, you know, I'm not going to tell the world that we need to, you know, you don't need to go to therapy. You just need to get an animal. But for some people, it it may very well be the, the right thing to do. You know, I had my dog. is. was my dog at that point for like a good six years, someone I trusted, someone I knew loved me, and it Yabo helped me tremendously. Um, and and like C- Carol says, dogs seem to know how we feel; they sense it. Mm. I, I can believe I believe it. And yes, Sine, Yabo was my therapist. <laughs> um, um, I, th- I think, I think know, you about. know. It's
1: I think it's interesting because you know uh, with Rascal, she was extremely that was my dog, but she was extremely helpful. But I think it also depends on what you're seeking in that way. For you, you were seeking just to get your feelings out and Yabo was there for that. But some people, you know, with a therapist, they're they're trying to seek answers too and just know what they should do or what's, you know, just kind of guidance. And that's something that a dog can't get you or an animal can't get you, can't tell you, well, you're being hard on yourself, (laughs) you know, or this or that, or, you know, go out and do this or so um, I think it all it all depends for you're right for for us, animals were helpful because we were really we were had a lot of emotions bottled up, and we just needed love and support in
0: that way well, Todd, it's a great point, and to add to it, um remember earlier, I said I didn't feel guilt, you know, so maybe the the therapist's job for me wouldn't wasn't as big. You know, so maybe I just needed someone exactly as you said, someone to listen to someone. I didn't need any guidance, you know, but if you're feeling guilt or you're feeling these emotions, maybe as Taj said, it, it has to be a therapist. So I don't know, but just just know that that is a definite option. And, and again, these are just 10 tips to help you get through avoiding your, your grief because we do not want to avoid our grief. Number nine yeah. is follow grief accounts on social media. Hmm. Um, you know, as we said, there's always DDJF and I found the banner for what's your grief. Um, there's another, but there's, there's many different. Social media grief accounts out there, and and even better, there's Facebook groups that that yeah. can help you get through. That could be more acute and more direct with what you are going through. That can o- that always helps even more. So, so social media scrolling can definitely be an avoidance tactic. It is fine in moderation, um, but a problem if it is preventing you from ever feeling your feelings. Following a few grief accounts or grief hashtags can help you to intersperse a little bit of grief support into your scrolling. Of course, you can follow at DD Jackson Foundation. And of course, you can find the author of this article which, at What's Your Grief? So there's two, like I just said, there's two, uh, two grief accounts and more and more are coming, which is great. We've had many different people come on here, um, talk about their grief channels and, and, and what they're doing in this space and it, that's one thing about social media I'm loving. It's the fact that it's it's uniting and, and connecting people who need help. Um, anything else you want to say, Taj? Before we get to our very last tip for for uh, to help you and stop avoiding your grief.
1: No, I think I think the key with social media is that you don't feel alone in terms of the sense of community. Which is one of the things that, you know, we've talked about being proud of for the Dee Jackson Foundation, the Facebook page and stuff like that is just knowing that you're not going through it alone and that someone else has either gone through it or going through it with you in some way. It could be a stranger, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, but you're not alone, and I think that's a that's an important thing.
0: Beautiful. So the tenth and final tip to stop avoiding grief and stop avoiding your grief is important. It's to reward yourself. Um, changing mm. chronic avoidance is tough. Spending time with hard feelings is difficult and draining. Remember We have to reward yourself with a well-deserved break and some self-care after you've deliberately tended to grief. Schedule self-care sessions immediately after therapy or following the time when you'll be otherwise spending time with your grief. And I think this is super important. We have to, it's like anything, anything we want to do more of, to know more of, we have to be able to reward ourselves to, uh, you know, we deserve it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if you find yourself making ground or, or positively doing things that are difficult to do, that's going to help you in the long run, take care of yourself, reward yourself. Um, Taj, Jackson, I am about to go through. There's a lot of super chats that I'm going to get through. But before I get through, I want to make sure I don't miss anything else you want to want to say. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to share?
1: No, I I mean, I think honestly, um, grief is such a tricky subject in in a way. And I I wish it was discussed or taught in, in school or some way that we had the tools earlier on in life than kind of just be thrown into like a swimming pool of like, here you go, you know, deal with it. And so it's something that I hope that more people become aware of it even before they need it. And so they have the tools because I think with us these doing these shows has helped me tremendously deal with uh losses that have come up in the last year or so in general. And it's still I don't feel like I have all the tools in that way, mm-hmm. but at least it's helped me. At least I can recognize the grief.
0: Mm-hmm. Um well said, Taj. I, I and and to add, you know. I just want to make sure everyone understands there's no, uh, there's no, uh, what is it? I don't want to say rule book, but is that the right, there's no guide. There's no, there's no No. answer to this. There's, there's no, I think that's super important because I think oftentimes we all just assume, you know, okay, I'm in this situation. What do I have to do? Where's the manual for, for getting through this? What what steps do do I have to take to get out of it? Yeah. There, there isn't, and and the best thing to do is, as we always preach, is to make sure you find a way to get your emotions out, and to make sure you you find some type of a community, some type of uh, something support to system. help. Yeah. Some type of support system is super, super important. Um, okay, so Taj, before we close, we have some super chats that we need to highlight. Uh, number one is Dion. She says, Taja, TJ, do you too believe in God and our lo- Lord Jesus the Jesus, the Christ? Uh, that answer is yes, we do. Uh, we were raised that way, and we will always be that way. And um, it's important. I, I feel it's important. We just don't like to push sure. it. Yeah. It's important to have spiritual health. Francis and I actually talk about this all the time. We always talk about physical health and mental health, but we always seem, as a society, seem to neglect spiritual health. If I can encourage anyone as well who may be struggling is to to lean into that. Don't be afraid to uh, embrace and learn and and connect um, in in that way. Uh, Toria with the Super Chat says, perfect opportunity for me to show gratitude and thank you for your love and support. Random message just to check in and send love. Helped me more than you'll ever know. I am blessed and I love you. Mm. Doria, we love you too. and um, Of course, thank you for the super chat, Doria. Um, Dion says, it's hard uh, to grieve when you lose loved ones a year apart. I lost my mother in 2013, my eldest daughter in 2014, my baby brother in 2015. So hard. Oh, Dion. um, Yeah. I, we, I can only imagine what what you're going through now but especially at that time you know and and oh that's t- that's tough that's tough but you know on behalf of my brother and our foundation we are with you and we however we can help we hope you're we're bringing you some some love some warmth with you know yeah. with these these live chats and and um, with the community but we, yeah, we thank you
1: for sharing too
0: Thank you for sharing because it's important so that others who may be experiencing similar things can feel less isolated um but we again dion we we want to give all that love back to you and and let you know that that you are not alone cool. um Martha, with a super chat says hello, guys, blessings. I just stopped by to say hello and say, "I love you so much. I'm at work." Thank you so <laughs> much martha for for yeah. stopping in even at work to let us know. And to support the foundation, uh, Clarissa with the super sticker. Uh, thank you so much, Clarissa. Nice. Uh, Lala Chan Network says, "I'm dealing with mom's passing. It hurts. Oh. It's very difficult, um, and um, it's difficult." Taj, I like. I do. I do like to say time helps. I know. I, I mean, I know that's probably technically not the right thing to say, and I guess it depends. How can it help? But I do feel that somewhat. I feel I'm better secure. Maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's not necessarily in connection with the loss, but more just a a connection with who I am as a person. That why I feel time helps. But I'm just telling, saying all this, Lala Chan, because I don't know when you lost your mother, but I want to just let you know that in time, for me at least, I do feel a bit more secure and stronger. So. Um, this pain that you're feeling, I, I truly feel will, will lessen in time. Now, I will say this. I think it's also important that you surround yourself with love and strength and family. I it, This could all be for nothing if, if you're isolating yourself and you don't have that support system. So find that support system, find that source, whether it's friends, whether it's family, wherever it is, even if it's this community, I feel that helps in the healing process and, and eventually you'll it, it won't be as painful. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that, Taj? Or?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things like if you have an injury or something and you're going to have it for the rest of your life, you learn how to live with that injury. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like the injury goes away or that bad leg you have gets any better. It's just you've learned how to work around it. You've learned how to walk with it more. And yeah. I think that's the thing with, with the grief of losing someone is you learn how to navigate, as we've said, you know, through life better.
0: It's that not that ta- yeah. Yeah, that's such a good uh analogy, an injury. That's that's yeah. fantastic. I'm I've never a permanent I, yeah. injury.
1: You're just, yeah, you have to
0: you have to learn how to live with it. why do you, I will like, that- why
1: do you look like you're mad that you had to give me a little credit?
0: Well, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say. It. It's just you know me. I, I, it's I not probably, face, like. It, it's yeah. not. It's not easy when I'm gonna give my my brother or brothers any type of credit, but this one you definitely deserve. I, I think that's an yeah. amazing analogy, and it's I, I page I'll page. say it this way: I haven't heard it. I've never heard that yes. one. I'm a reader. I, we've done these shows, but like you said, it is like an, an a permanent injury. Does the does the actual injury get better? Not necessarily, but you start to learn how to live with it and yeah. to get around it. I think that's a good analogy. Well, you're uh, you're talking
1: to a guy that has two Achilles tendon surgeries <laughs> on both legs, so I know you're what right. that that is
0: like. To, yeah. There you go. And Sine says with a super chat, Sine says, "DD Jeff JF is the best." Uh, thank you so much today. Yeah. We, we really love doing these shows and love, like tar said a little bit earlier, we're learning ourselves, you know, this yeah. is healing for us and we're all going to be, um, de- we're all going to have to deal with, with loss, pain and grief. And, you know, this is an aspect of it's, a, it's just part of life. And we feel DDJF is not only going to help us, but help our community deal with that when it comes if it hasn't come already uh, Bommy with the super chat says y'all are awesome love GDJF love y'all we love you too bommy and then we have uh, Sophia with the super sticker uh, thank you so much Sophia we oh my goodness and then there's a couple more you guys thank you so much for the support there's a couple more yeah. I gotta highlight too Taj um, there's Sharon uh who said with a super chat that says thank you, TJ and Taj. Listening to you is very comforting. Oh. Um, thank you, Sharon, and thank you for those words. Um, we are just trying to do our part, you guys, in, in this cool. whole process. Um, Patty with the super chat says, Pay it forward. Love you guys, Patty. Thank you so much. And remember, you guys, all of this goes to uh DDJF. So um, it allows us to do these kind of programs, but more importantly, the Music Heal programs um, that we do for the youth that are dealing with loss and struggles. Um, and we have some cool things. We had some great things planned, but then COVID hit. So we're going to come yeah. back around to those and, and launch other more programs. Uh, and then we have Suzanne with the super smile. Uh, <laughs> so I love that. I've never seen a super chat with just an emoji. So there you go, Suzanne. You are the first uh taj anything else you want to say before we close out
1: no i i mean look it's 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 hard out there right now with everything that's going on and stuff like that so just be kind to each other support each other and love each other i would say that's those are you know we'll get through everything but that that's the essentials
0: yeah. So you guys, there are so many comments that I haven't been able to highlight. Um, so if anyone is listening on the podcast or even watching, I guess on Facebook or YouTube, you remember you guys can always rewatch these episodes on the other formats mm-hmm. and watch the live chats because the, this is one thing I love about doing these this way versus doing it on the radio with you know over audio is that there's a whole world going on within the world you know there's a whole show going on where people are sharing their stories and and commenting and making people smile with with some with some jokes maybe even but it's a beautiful community and we are so proud of it so make sure you guys check out uh, the Facebook and YouTube. And there's a couple more super chats, Todd. Donna says, thank you guys. It's so hard. I lost my uncle and my two dogs. Our love and well wishes to you, Donna. Um, I'm so sorry during, uh, I don't know how you lost your uncle and two dogs, what the process was, but either way, um, our apologies and condolences to you. Um, as we've said many times, not only on this show, but on all the shows, don't, don't you, you're going to grieve on your own path. Do not judge yourself. Do not, um, say you need to do X, Y, Z, listen to yourself and make sure you do not isolate. Please do not isolate, whether it's with your friends, whether it's with other family members, make sure, or another dog or another animal, make sure you are still connecting with things and people. I think that's super important. Um, Lena with super chat says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This day has been rough, but there's, there's a certain calmness that happens when you guys come on here. It's the best medicine. So grateful for all you do for everyone. And then they just keep coming in, Taj, I'm sorry. I had to highlight them. So Brandy says the tragic that happened in Philly was caused by a, a Christmas tree and a lighter. Only one smoke alarm worked in the basement, but it was too late. Um, And Brandy's referring to the the fire that was in Philly, I think just a week ago um, where nine kids, I think a total of 13 people had lost their lives. So to close, you guys, uh, we are going to say this. uh, We've said this many times on other DDJF shows. Life is precious. We aren't promised tomorrow. Um, Please make sure you live your life with happiness, joy, gratitude. Um. Uh, make sure you are telling those you love that you love them. Um, live your life. You know, we lost mm-hmm. a, a great actor and Bob Saget unexpectedly um, just days ago. Um, so we never know when it's our time. So live your life. Until then, continue to grow, continue to love, and and be there for each other. Todd Jackson. And yep. Don't Go forget
1: ahead. the legendary Sydney Poitier.
0: And the legendary Sydney Poitiers. Good good memory, Taj. Taj, because did he do your uh commencement speech? My graduation
1: commencement, or the speech, yes. Yeah, did, right. I was I'm lucky enough to be friends with his daughter, and, and um so it was kind of twofold in that way. Um, but an amazing person, amazing man, and you I I, I mourn more for the world because they lost a great person in that way, that someone that really has knocked down a lot of barriers, racial barriers, but also was so kind to people while he mm. did that. In a way, mm. so I've always, I've, I've never been shy, even while he was alive, of calling, you know, uh, her name Sydney too. But Sydney's dad, you know, I would always remind, I'm like, your dad's such a legend, and I would always tell, mm. tell her that, and, and he is, and he, and he always mm. will be.
0: Well said, Taj. Absolute legend. A huge huge force for for and all of TJ, them.
1: the only person that i've seen grandma fangirl over during the graduation really is, oh tj was the funniest thing it was you know because yeah you know, grandma's seen it all and, and and she was so excited when at you your know,
0: graduation
1: when, yeah and i looked it up their ages were very similar you know so it makes oh sense in that way that and i so i just love that aspect of it yeah
0: so, Taj, that is, do you, do you remember seeing that? Because that would have been an amazing, that's why I remember life. it.
1: Because, because grandma's so poised all the time and she was <laughs> so excited to see, you know, him do that commencement speech or whatever the speech is officially called, you know, the, it's, the honoring it's called,
0: speech. So. It's called a commencement speech. That's super cool, Taj. And as Constantine yeah, I'll says, I'll never so forget poised. that
1: memory. Yeah.
0: He is his yeah. favorite actor. We lost the legend. Uh, Taj, you got gonna, you got me thinking. Next time I see Graham or I talk to I'm going to mention that. But yeah, uh, just, all yeah. right, you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to all the wonderful Super Chats. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys are the best. Please continue to grow. Please continue to love. And uh, I guess we will just see you guys next Wednesday. Anything else we need to say, Taj? Or that's it?
1: No. Uh, just Betty White as well, but we'll talk about that next. We'll talk about. We'll have us another show about legends, and and we've done that before
0: already. So okay, all right, all right, you guys. We will see you guys next Wednesday at one p.m. Adios, everyone.